Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning, and welcome into another episode of At Home Tarot. I'm Jenna. I'm so glad you're joining me. If you're returning, thank you. I'm seeing the numbers for the podcast go up. Um, when I peek over at my analytics from time to time, it's telling me that more and more people are returning to these podcasts almost every day, which is pretty cool. I never assume that um, people can tune in every single day um, devotedly, committedly. Uh, that's it's a big thing to actually do the same thing every single day. It really is like when you think about it, um, <clears throat> you know, especially when it comes to things that are for us, right? Um, and so if you are one of those people I keep seeing returning, you're just you're amazing. I'm so glad you're here with me, like connecting to energy, connecting to source, trying to continue to learn things and tap into ideas each day that can keep us, um, you know, keep us, keep us centered. So we don't have to always be jumping in and engaging in those codependent traits and those, those uh, behaviors we have that make us forget about ourselves in relationships and in situations. So it's pretty cool. I'm glad you're here. Um, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. I would love for you to just take a second to set an intention for being here. Just what you want to um, have as an intent as, as you listen, not necessarily for the future, but right here, right now, as you go through this, what is your intention? <clears throat> yeah, good coffee. I <clears throat> uh, got caught in my throat a little. Um, I know my intention sometimes in things like this is to just stay engaged, right? Stay engaged. It's so easy, especially if I'm like driving my car or something like that to get distracted, to be watching everything going on around me and missing, you know, not really hearing what's being said and having to rewind and go back. And so, um, that's often one of my intentions, not just for podcasts, but for a lot of things, um, is to stay engaged, um, to stay alert, to stay here, to stay present and attentive, um, all of those things. <sighs> what are you experiencing today? What are you experiencing today? What's going on in that heart of yours? What's going on in that mind of yours? I've been talking about the mind a lot with the King of Swords uh, this week, in the last little while. What's going on in your body? Have you checked in in a while? Is there somewhere where there's ease? Is there somewhere where there's dis-ease? <laughs> Not disease, but, you know, the opposite of ease. Anywhere where there's struggle and tightness, clenching, contraction. What's going on um, in your relationships? You know, in reality, not just what you think, but um, what are the facts without your interpretation on top of them? <laughs> My goodness, that's hard. That's a hard one to look at your life and your relationships without interpretation. 
Give it a try. Give it a try right now. Think of somebody you're in relationship with in some way or form and see if you can sort of name or visualize for yourself what that situation is experiencing right now, what's going on there, without adding an interpretation on top of it of what that means. Just the cold hard facts. Sometimes it's a really great way to see what we're experiencing right now. Sometimes we interpret things as really good and what we're experiencing is actually by all means extremely hard. <laughs> and we we cover it up a little bit. And sometimes it's the opposite where we're experiencing something um that actually could be really good, but we're interpreting it interpreting it as um negative for some reason. And it could be a valid reason, but for some reason. And then what's going on in your wider world? What's going on with work? What's going on uh, where you live? What's going on in your family? Uh, what's going on with people that are far away from you? Um, all those things. All of that makes up what you are experiencing in this single moment. Even though one might not be at the forefront, right? I don't know if you can hear that, but it is raining, raining here and... I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm experiencing in this moment happiness. Happiness to be connecting with you. Happiness for rain because I think I've had a humidity and pressure headache for the last three days. I am not acclimatized to the summer weather out here in Nova Scotia. I'm experiencing relief today. I'm experiencing a little more breath today. Um, I'm experiencing less tension today. And so right now I'm just experiencing moments of, of happiness, but the kind of happiness that comes with relief. <laughs> and uh, isn't that just the best kind of happiness? I don't know, maybe, right? Because it's the happiness that comes after things have not been so good. There's that heightened contrast. Oh, relief is a beautiful, beautiful emotion. <laughs> I, I love it. Okay. So if you hear, can you hear that? I'm going to hold my mic up to the window for a second. Just attune to the rain with me for a second. That is just so strong. It's so beautiful. Okay. So as we listen to the rain behind me, it's just so full too. It's just so full. Um, oh, like, I can't even engage with you because I'm so engaged with the pitter-patter of the rain and the sound of it and the feel of it and the emotions I get when it rains. This is why I moved out here. Because as much as I love the ocean and water and, of course, being closer to where my love is, I love the rain. And there was not as much of it where I was living. Uh, not the way it rains here anyways. All right, so let's get into the cards after after all of that. I'm getting into my poetic side. I want to write a poem about rain today and relief and all of those beautiful things. It, it's very poetic and uh, rain is such a, a wonderful kind of spirit symbol of relief and washing things away. All right, so uh, our cards today are still about our thoughts 
still about our communication. So we're still deeply embedded in the sword suit of the tarot today, just like the King of Swords. Now we're kind of moving into a little bit more of how that's playing out um, in our day-to-day -day life um, and how we're embodying that. And today we have the four of swords in our self-abandonment. In this card, there's um, a coffin and it looks like it's a little bit cracked. Sometimes to me, it even looks like somebody outside of the picture is moving the top to the side. The top has like a statue of someone um, in a laying down position with prayer hands above them. And the coffin itself has a sword laying down uh, on the side of it. And then above it, there's a stained glass window that almost has the symbol of something like the Hierophant or the Six of Pentacles in it, a very like a figure kind of offering up to someone below. And then there's three swords on the wall. And they're all pointed down towards this statue of what we assume is the person inside the tomb. And they're all pointing down one to the solar plexus gut area, one to the heart and one to the head. They're not quite touching. They are on the wall behind it, but there's the, some symbolism there. And then our self returning is the page of sorts. And so we've gone from abandoning ourselves with the King of Swords, uh, the last, you know, four out of five days, or yes, four, out, no, three, three out of five days. And now we're coming home to ourselves by going from the King, who's kind of like that hierarchy, top of the line court card, and going all the way to the bottom with the page and starting over again. It's really good energy, I think, for us. And again, it's like, I don't know what comes to me when I start talking in the morning to you and, and sharing a little bit, but it does feel like relief, right? It does feel like a letting go to, to let go of the King of Swords energy and to actually start again and see if we can start building up what it means to function um, with, say, a clearer, more open mind and clearer, more open communication. Feels like a starting again point. Now, with both of these cards next to each other, I, I really got this very stark contrast. If you look these two up and you look against, one is a laying down, it's a retreat in self-abandoned, it can almost be called an exile, an isolation, right? We are taking our thoughts, we are maybe even repressing them, we're taking what we want to say, maybe even repressing them, right? And we're one of the words that came up for both of these cards when I was exploring them in a book that I'm reading is the word vigilant vigilant. And actually, it was applied to both of these cards. And I thought, whoa, both of these cards are a symbol of vigilance. And yet, I explained them visually to you. So you could really tell the difference. Actually, I don't think I, I explained the Page of Swords visually. The Page of Swords is just like the King of Swords. They are 
on the earth. There's a lot of air and clouds behind the Page of Swords. The king had no clouds. Lots of clouds. There's some birds in the sky. Still kind of a giant figure, right? Still kind of that can be dominating energy, can take over energy. But it's this youth and they're standing kind of alert and they're kind of standing in somewhat motion and they have the sword in their hands and it's kind of brought back. And so we're very unsure if this person is kind of in an on guard position or if this person is about to swing or move with the sword and begin some sort of dance or fight, right, with that sword. And so with that, when you think of vigilance, so very two different ways to stay vigilant, right? One is an exile, retreat, a hiding away, a repression, a laying to bed, right? A laying under and kind of, you know, away from the world. This is inside a tomb, right? Away from the world. And the Page of Swords is a vigilance that is there. It's in whatever is happening. It's out in the real world. It's engaging with something. It is prepared. You know, it's actually seeing what there is to see versus protecting what there is to protect. Um, and so it's such a different symbolism of vigilance. And um, I did look up the word vigilance and it says keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulty. And if this isn't one way to explain the very base urge of codependent patterns, then I don't know what is, right? Keeping careful watch for possible danger and difficulty. That's exactly sums up people pleasing, over advising, self-sacrificing, supporting to the point of burnout, forgetting about ourselves. All of those things are us really keeping a really careful watch on our partner, on what's going on around us, on that person, whoever that may be, on our business, because we can be codependent with certain aspects of our life or certain things in our life, like a job. We are keeping such careful watch for that danger or that difficulty that when we even get a whiff of it, we smell it in the air, right, with our with our head, right? Our head's like, oh, something could be there. Something could get difficult. Something could get painful. Something might uh, be a danger to my sense of security, my sense of happiness, my sense of being in comfort and being calm and being at peace, my sense of satisfaction, my sense of success. Something might be a danger to that. Something may get difficult here. I'm going to head this off. And that's all codependent patterning is, is I'm going to head this off when I get a whiff of it. Instead of allowing things to happen and caring for ourselves through it, which is the opposite, right? It's the opposite. And when we are unsecurely attached to ourselves and the people around us, we will see, right? We have the swords. We're going to see, we're going to interpret with our mind. We're even going to communicate or talk as if, you know, these, these 
dangerous, difficult, uncomfortable things are going to happen. This hurt, this pain is going to come in. This abandonment is going to happen. This uh, lack of success is going to happen. And that's really our four of swords is we have these growing thoughts. When we are <clears throat> trying to say, stay so protected behind some walls, right? Not only are is the four of swords in a crypt, it's also in a coffin, right? And so there's this huge amount of protection and walls and this feeling when it's in self-abandon that we're not just resting and taking a break, which is the beautiful side of this card. You know, usually it's a, a it can be a retreat card, but that the energy of it is that we are isolating ourselves because we can't handle anything that might be interpreted as uncomfortable, that might end up difficult, you know, and we, when we get that whiff, what do we do? We, we start to put those walls around us and those walls look like people pleasing, right? I'm getting a whiff that something's with my partner. So I'm just going to jump into fawning which is over complimenting people, right? It, it's that bid for love. It's that bid to be the person that holds up the ego of the other person. Oh my goodness, you're so amazing. You know, we all know that person who they don't really talk to you. They just sit and compliment you and love bomb you. And you know, if you're in a certain place to see that, you can sit back and accept it. But you're also like, I, I'm not getting any substance from this person. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting that. I'm not getting them, right? I'm only getting their codependent trait for a bid to stay connected. You know, we people please, you know, we'll just do what you want. Oh, I'm going to do this because it'll please them. And maybe this difficulty, this discomfort will abate. If you're me, you over advise. Oh, let me just fix this before it's even happened. Right? Let me just solve this problem that hasn't even occurred yet for you. Tell you what you need to do. Um, and then that way you never have to go through it. And I never have to watch you go through it and think I could have helped. And then, you know, I think that because I couldn't help, you're going to leave me or something like that. So isn't that fun? Um, <laughs> all of that to say the the four of the four of swords and self-abandoning is our growing thoughts that we have to hide away inside our codependent traits and that we have to disengage in order to stay safe through it right? And our thoughts and our minds are telling our whole body, right? Our gut, our heart, our head, this is dangerous. Something is about to pierce us. Something is about to happen. And so this might show up today or the next day or two as really two things. One, we're staying vigilant, right? We're on, we are on edge looking for those difficulties and those things that might happen, but in a way where we're, we're isolating. So we're either isolating behind our pattern and our behavior that's codependent, people pleasing, things like that. We, we as a person, the reality of us is hiding behind that. Our fear is hiding behind that, right? Instead of just 
going into that situation and being like, wow, I'm really afraid this is going to happen, even though it hasn't. I'm really afraid, like admitting that we're scared, you know, to the person instead of doing the codependent pattern, because the codependent pattern is a fear and it is being afraid of something. And you can really dissipate it when you're willing to admit to that person that, oh, what you just said scares me because it makes me think like this might happen in the future. I know it might not, but it does bring up that fear in me. Instead, we go into codependent fixing and pleasing and fawning and all of those things. So that's one option. The other option is we may actually physically retreat, right? Um, this could look like giving someone the silent treatment, you know, which is, I always talk about how the silent treatment is like the most egotistical, narcissistic punishment that we kind of do because we truly believe like, we truly believe that that people have such power over each other, right? Because for us to to have that abandonment feeling that comes from being cut off verbally, right? From the silent treatment. That is so hard for us that we imagine other people feel the same. But a lot of people don't. Some people are like, oh good, this person's quiet now. You know, it's egotistical because it's like, I must be such a beacon in their life that if I go silent, they must go through awful times. But not everybody is stuck that deeply in codependency. And so we're really disappointed when the silent treatment doesn't work for people who aren't as threatened by abandonment or who work through their sense of abandonment and can really just see that this is your thing and that they can't control that from you. Um, so you might get into silent treatment. You might even feel today the need to isolate, walk away, get away from your partner, get away from people. I'm not saying you can't take space today, but really watch about why you want it. Is it to stay vigilant, right? Is it because it's like, I feel like if I engage, I'm going to screw this up. I feel like if I engage, it's going to bring about difficulty and pain. So we might be feeling those things. With the Page of Swords, though, we engage. And so there's such a difference between staying vigilant and pulling ourselves completely out of the situation, either energetically or physically, and being vigilant and staying engaged, staying in it that we can keep a watchful eye, that we can be alert, you know, that we can have our our thoughts prepared or things we want to say prepared. In some ways, this almost feels like boundaries today, right? There could be some boundary working today where instead of enforcing a boundary, we're going to tell someone our boundary or communicate it or we're ready to communicate it if we need to. Instead of just isolating or cutting off, there could be that for some of you out there listening. I think for a lot of us, though, the Page of Swords is telling us to get back in there, to not completely disengage from the people around us. Does it mean we have to fill our whole day with them? No, no. It just means when we're in that situation, instead of going cold, instead of walking away, instead of hiding away, isolating yourself, getting into your codependent patterns, and then hiding your energetic true self within you. 
Instead of doing that, we need to stay active, we need to stay engaged, and we need to stay attentive. Just like we talked about at the beginning where I said, you know, my intention for a lot of things like podcasts or workshops is to stay attentive, to be there, to be engaged, to reach out, to say something, to actually interact with it the best way I can. And today we're interacting with things with our mind and with our words. You know, we're sharing what we think. We're not sharing everything we think as if it's true, but we are sharing our opinion. We're sharing what we think of things. And we're being really attentive and engaged to know when to do that. The beautiful thing about the Page of Swords as a starting fresh point is that the Page of Swords is learning when to hold things back and when to offer things up. And so it's like they're there, they're engaged but they can be engaged and not share, and they can be engaged and share, you know, and that they're learning that difference. And I think for us today, by staying engaged, even if it's five minutes longer, by being around our people and being vigilant by staying engaged, then you like, who knows what could come from that? because we're choosing connection over isolation. And for me, you know, solitude is not the same as isolation. Solitude is, I deeply need to be alone and working through stuff. And I'm deeply engaged with myself during this time. I'm so engaged with myself. That's solitude, right? That's Herman energy. But today's is a little more like, I'm isolating, which means I'm trying to not only ignore the world, but ignore myself. And so you might find yourself back in coping. You might find yourself back in the codependent traits if you're around people, right? You're isolating your true self, even from yourself. And so these patterns come back up. Um, so that's a little bit of the difference there. And Page of Swords is just the chance to start again and start over. You know, if we haven't been doing this, if we never learned how to do this, now is the chance to learn how to be here, be with people, stay engaged, stay attentive, and really learn the discernment of when, when to speak up, when to hold back, when to, um, when to, um, listen to our thoughts, when not to listen to our thoughts as a driving force. And so we're really learning about how to engage by learning about what's going on within us. And that's really everything I talk about, right? We want to learn about our individuality. We want to learn and have a relationship with ourselves so that when we walk out in the world and engage in these relationships, we actually can really understand and know ourselves in that moment. And we can make different choices. We start to have access to a different choice. We start to have access to some pausing. We get to have access of asking ourselves like, is this something I need to bring forward? Is this something that is me coping or me in a pattern that I don't want to engage with in this conversation. And so I'm not going to say that thing. You know, so many people I've talked about with codependency when it comes to conversation is, 
our job is that it's not that we should talk more or talk less. It's that we've often learned to say things in a moment we shouldn't say them and about things that we shouldn't be having opinions on. You know, that's when we're speaking up. And then when we do deserve to have an opinion when it's about us, when it's things that are important for us to share for us, then we keep quiet. So it's a little bit like we're willing to engage when it's about others, but less willing to engage and talk when it's about us. And a codependent needs to switch those. We need to learn to speak when it's ours and to not speak when it's theirs. And that's been really hard. And I think that's something a lot of people struggle with because if you're like me, you've oscillated with this page of swords of, well, I'm just never going to say anything then and that'll be good. And then that feels awful, right? And then adjusting and swinging the pendulum to the other extreme, which is I'm going to say everything and I deserve to. And then that doesn't feel good because our relationships are suffering because we're saying everything you know, and so that doesn't work. And then we feel like, what the heck am I doing wrong? And it is that thing. It's that we've learned to speak when it's not our business and hold back when it is our business. And we need to switch. We need to learn to speak ourselves more and speak about others less, you know, and that that's big. That's huge. That's huge. So today we're staying engaged. The more we stay engaged with people, the more we will learn about ourselves. Absolutely true. There are things I could never have learned. There are things I'm going through right now, being even closer to my partner than the two years of long distance or however long that was, I guess it was pretty much two years. Uh, there are things that I'm learning now that I could never have learned in that situation. And there are things I learned about myself in long distance I could never learn being single. And so I had to stay engaged in the process of relationship. And whether you're dating or not dating, it doesn't really matter. It's just being around people. You will learn a lot about yourself. You will learn a lot about your tendencies and you will go through conflicts. If you're doing it right, you'll go through conflicts. And that doesn't mean you have to fight. It doesn't mean you got to be at each other's throats, but you're going to go through disagreements. So you're going to have to work through. You're going to have to go through situations where you oppose each other. You're going to have to go through situations where you misunderstand each other and today's a call to be engaged, to be there, to be attentive to that, to start learning how to yield your thoughts and your speech and, and your communication and really be attentive and vigilant on when is the right moment to do that. Not the right moment, but when it's appropriate for you to be doing that. Is this about me? Is this about them? You know, and, um, yeah, so that's really what I got today. We are staying attentive. We are staying vigilant. We are keeping our eye out for things, but we're not doing it today from this far off isolated space, you know, not from an isolated space within us energetically, not from an isolated space physically. You know, it doesn't have to be all day. <laughs> it doesn't have to be all day. Um, it's not like, oh, I have to be around people all day today. That's no, it's just when you are, Stay engaged in the process. Don't isolate energetically. Don't don't pull back and 
and not answer that phone call. Don't pull back and not go see that person who's reaching out. Um, don't pull back and isolate yourself from your partner um, completely to the point where you're not attentive and engaged with the relationship. Stay attentive today. Do stay alert today, right? Do watch for the right moment um, to share things and do watch for the right moment to not share things and not engaged in those codependent traits, right? Hopefully. All right. That is what I have for you today. Um, I hope that really helps. I hope you enjoyed the rain. It kind of uh, softened a little bit as as we went through this. And I really appreciate you stopping by and stopping in for this kind of reading. Um, and I hope you'll do the same tomorrow. All right. I care about you. See you then. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennadale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then. Thank you.